Ear splitting before match point. Londa. Chin. Turn back and Purdue wins. Setting up Peterson again. Block. Boilermakers do it. They survived the upset with a three-set run to win in five and advance to the Sweet 16 for the third consecutive year. The block by Purdue and the Boilermakers are moving on. The Dig City Podcast is presented by Franciscan Health Sports Medicine, inspiring health. Franciscan is the official medical services provider of Purdue Athletics. Welcome back to the Dig City Podcast. Corey Palm with head coach Dave Shondell. Uh, coach, a lot has happened since, since we last sat across the table from each other. Uh, uh, one week ago, you guys had a, a match that night against Iowa. A uh, five-set win for the Boilermakers and a, a rowdy crowd, you know, helped along the way for sure. A dominant fifth set uh, for your squad. Uh, before we get into the other uh, happenings that night, thoughts on that match? Well, I just keep thinking what a great job Jim Barnes has done to go into a, what was really a damaged program um, where people were leaving and um, there's a lot of emotions that were going south within that program because they've had a lot of coaching changes and things over the past several years. And for a coach to go in there and, and pull that together uh, with a needle and thread um, is it, pretty impressive. To me, it just makes a statement about Jim Barnes and what he's capable of doing and the trust that that team has in them because not only have they played us tough, they've played Minnesota tough. Um, you know, and they're getting better uh, as this season goes on. So um, <clears throat> I think I was going to be a factor in the, in this league the rest of the season. And not that not that they're going to be a factor in winning the league by any stretch of the imagination, but they're they're going to jump up and bite some people. And, uh, and I hope they do because yeah. we're, we're done with them now. We, we, we escaped that, <laughs> that a, a couple of times. Um, but, um, yeah, like I say, they're, they're a pretty solid team. And, and I didn't think we played particularly well on Wednesday against them. Um, again, that's, they have a lot to do with that. Uh, but it was not our best match. And uh, I was just happy that we found a way to persevere in, in that fifth set. But I go back to, you know, we played Iowa twice in about – nine days mm -hmm. the closer you play teams together i think opens up the more possibility for an upset and not that we're that much better than iowa i'm not saying that i'm just saying that the closer you play teams together there's a better chance that you might split that series so i'm just happy we we, we found a way to win both of them it's, it's one of the old uh, gene katie isms it's, it's not necessarily who you play it's when you play them there, there, there's some truth to that gene Gene had it figured out. Yeah, he was, he was a pretty smart guy, yeah, it turns yeah. out. Um, getting them early in the season twice could, could prove very beneficial. The other thing that went on that night was a celebration of, uh, of the coaching staff, your coaching staff, now yeah. year 20 here at Purdue. Um, I know some of the celebration was, was known to you, and I believe some of it was, was maybe held back a little bit, just uh, thoughts on, on that little scene. Yeah, I was really confused because people were calling me and saying, hey, what's this about this celebration? I said, I don't know anything about this celebration. <laughs> uh, but I do want to thank Purdue. I want to thank uh, whoever was behind it. It probably started with Carrie Grinnell, our operations person, who was the best there is uh, at that. Such a conscientious, hardworking former Purdue player. Uh, we're for fortunate to have Carrie Grinnell in that position, and um, she may have lit that fire to begin with, be, would be my guess. But 
uh, it was very, very nice, and uh, you know, to actually have the the pint glasses uh, to, to hand out to people as a um, you know memory for for this event was 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 pretty neat. And um, but again, I think that put some pressure on our players, you know, uh, to perform on that particular night. And sometimes that's not necessarily good. Um, but it, it was a good night, and, and I can tell you, our staff really, really appreciated uh, what the university did uh, for us. Spin ahead to uh, to the weekend. Wisconsin came in Saturday evening, uh, top ten matchup in Holloway Gym, and uh, it, it lived up to the billing. I would say for sure, you guys came out on fire in, in set one. And yeah, we 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 pitched a perfect game in the, in the first set. Um, we did a lot of things really really well, and, and you know took them a little bit off guard with with a few of the things that we did. They might have been a little tight. You know, this is not the place everybody wants to come play in. It, it's, a, it's a great facility for the home team. And our crowd was electric. Um, it, it, was just, it was just a great night. I thought Wisconsin adjusted to the things that, that we did well in the first set. Um, we may have gotten back on our heels a little bit in, in the second set. But understand this, that this Wisconsin team who won the national championship a year ago and has recruited well year after year. Uh, Kelly Sheffield does a, just does a masterful job of recruiting and bringing in really good players to um, a great campus in, in Madison, Wisconsin. Um, but they have as much physical size and, and talent as anybody in the country. Uh, I know Texas has got a little more experience than they do, and they've also got great, great talent. But, um, you know, you, people were talking about, well, Eva Hudson didn't have quite the match. I thought Eva Hudson was marvelous in that match. She just happened to be matched up against a six foot nine inch right side player, and uh, you know a six three or six four middle that were, were leaning her way all night long. But I thought Eva had a great match for us, and um, thought she competed and, and, and held up very very well in, in really a, a tough uh, situation where they were you know eyeballing her across the net all night long. But Wisconsin, in my opinion, is a Final Four team. Um, they will continue to get better because keep in mind Smrek, who's a six-nine sophomore who was the NCAA Final Four player of the tournament uh, last year, missed about three, three and a half matches in a row right before ours, and then you know shows up with bells on to play us, and uh, and, and she was really really effective both defensively blocking and offensively, and just um, is an intimidating factor. The uh... You mentioned Eva, her, her numbers on the night, 13 kills to lead the team, uh, hit 094, which is low for her, you know, what we've, what we've grown used to, in, uh, like you said, Wisconsin had a lot to do with that. Uh, Maddie Cook, eight kills on 21 swings, uh, Raven Colvin, six on 15 with, you know, a handful of blocks. So it... Yeah, well, this this is this is the Big Ten, and yes. this is great for for Eva to understand this is what it's going to look like. Now, I don't I don't know how it can be any tougher than that from from a left side hitter standpoint whether you're um chin or ellis or hudson mm -hmm. you're not going to see a block like that the rest of the year unless we see them again in the tournament okay so um not that it's going to get easy from here right. but i just so now she's, she understands i've got to figure out how i'm going to be able to score against the best blocks in the country and um so i think it was it was a great experience for her great opportunity to understand I've got to maybe develop a few more, a few more shots, or at least 
um, understand what the block's going to look like. And that's the best thing she did. I've said it all year. Mm-hmm. Does a great job of, of seeing the block and two on the block. And obviously, in the first game, she came out, and that's exactly what she did. But then, uh, then, then it got a little tougher as the match went on. You mentioned uh, you mentioned money at your press conference that you know, it's, it's the biggest block in the country. It might be the biggest block in the world. Yeah. In the, you know, in, in the women's game. In the women's game, for sure. Yeah. And and that's just that's just true. It's yeah. it's not going to get easier from here out, but it yeah. probably won't be as hard. But I, but I think Maddie Cook had a really good week uh, last weekend. Uh, played well against uh, Wisconsin. She played particularly well against Iowa uh, in practice this week. She's just playing with an air of confidence that. Um, is exciting to me because uh, she's she's got the arm that that we need to be able to utilize during the course of this season. Maddie Chen is starting to resurface after an ankle injury that bogged her down uh, for quite a bit. I thought this week in practice so far in the two 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 practices we have had during fall break, Hannah Clayton has been really really good. Lourdes Myers has been really really good. Um, so I, uh, Meg Renner had maybe her best practice of the, of the year right. la- last night. Uh, our other setters are, are doing a good job. Grace Balancefer just puts it around on a dime, especially behind the, the setter. So a lot of positive things are going, and we're as healthy as we've been all season. So we just got to go out. We've got two giant matches, and I know that, no, it's not Wisconsin or Nebraska or some of these names that people are, are used to hearing at the top of the Big Ten, but it's our rival at Indiana. Mm-hmm. We're going to Bloomington. Uh, Friday for a 7 o'clock match, and I know there's a lot of Boilermaker fans in the southern part of the state, and, and I just hope that they can get out and watch. There's plenty of tickets available for that match, and uh, we always draw well when we go down there, and I'm sure that, that we will again this season. And then we come back uh, Sunday for a 1 o'clock matinee start with Maryland, who probably is the most talented team in, in the Big Ten that only has one win. Mm. They just, they're just they the best blocking team in the league. They lead the league right now. Uh, they've got really good athletes on the pins, a great, one great middle blocker who probably will lead the country in blocking. So these are two really tough teams that we're going to face this weekend, and it really doesn't matter what week, what week it is. You're going to play good teams in this league. Yeah, the Hoosiers come in 9-9 on the year, 2-4 and four in the conference, and, uh, and nothing would make them happier than, than, than getting a ranked win against, against your Boilermakers on Friday night for sure. Uh, then, like you said, you return home Sunday to take on that Maryland squad. Uh, another Sunday afternoon uh, 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 of a football weekend. You know, I know there's, yeah. there's a sellout crowd in Ross State Saturday night. So, yeah, what, a, what an exciting folks. week for Purdue sports, for real, yeah. uh, in my opinion. And um, you know, Jeff Brahms put a couple of big wins back to back with wins in the in the league over um, Minnesota and then Maryland. Close games. Games that we had lost a couple early on, and we, this team could be undefeated, yeah. you know. But then I always say this, whether it's volleyball, basketball, or football, people get all worked up, you know, when you lose a, ma- a game or a, a match or whatever it might be in early in the year. And I said, why don't we just let this play out and yeah. see how good Penn State is or see how good Syracuse is. Well, both the, well, Penn State's ranked 8th or 10th, depending on what poll you look at, yeah. and Syracuse is 18th. They're still so, undefeated. Yeah, they're not chopped liver. And everybody wants to get worked up early. And the same thing happens in our sport, you know, that you know, you, whether you win or lose, you need to wait and see how, how good those teams are going to be. And you can't tell until you get to about this point in the season. Now all of a sudden you know that, uh, you know, Jeff Brom lost to, to two pretty good teams, but he's also beaten a couple good teams. And then, you know, Illinois is laying the wake down the road as well. And they jumped into the top 25. Who can believe that with football? Right. Illinois, a team that had been down so long, but they make a coaching change. He changes the mentality of what's going on over there. 
and uh, and now they're they're playing good football too. So that Western Division in football is going to be very interesting all the way down to the very end. It is, and it's great to see the Boilermakers at the top and, and playing for that top spot. Uh, and we're getting and we're getting healthy, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, with your quarterback, you know, Aiden is is worked his way through, you know, an injury, and and he's going to get nothing but better than we got our big defensive. Uh, back that's back in, into the fray, and, and he's going to unload on some people. So, uh, you know, I, I'm not feel I don't want to get over the top in courage because uh, that's when you know you, you drop the ball a little bit. So I just know that uh, Coach Brown will have those guys guys ready to go, and and they deserve that full house on. Saturday night, and it will be a lot of fun, and, and I will be there. I was going to say, I imagine you'll be one of those fifty-six thousand yeah. in attendance. Yeah, I'll uh, definitely be there. That's that's awesome. Um, one, we're going to take a we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the other part of uh, of this past weekend that may have been the best thing that happened uh, all week for your program. So so stick around. Okay. The Dig City Podcast is presented by Franciscan Health Sports Medicine, inspiring health. Franciscan is the official medical services provider of Purdue Athletics. Now back to the show. So, Coach, the other thing that happened Saturday, and, and really all weekend, uh, I imagine, talking with Carrie uh, Grinnell, uh, it, it was a massive lift for, for Alumni Day for her as well. You guys had a great turnout for uh, of former players and their families coming back. Uh, just 35 players, you said? Yeah, it, it, and, and again, Carrie Grinnell deserves a lot of that credit. Um, you know, I I suggested to her that, you know, she let people know it was, you know, the 20th year of for our staff and the 50th year of Title IX, and it just seems like that would be a good opportunity to bring these female athletes back um, to have, have a big event, and, and, and we did. Rolled out the red carpet for them, and... Uh, I can remember after I got done talking to our team in the locker room, going over video, um, that was when I was supposed to go talk to our alumni. And so Carrie and I walked through Mackey, and as we got within about 125 feet, there was this roar coming from the Spurgeon Club, Tom Spurgeon Club, which is where they were having their little reception. And I couldn't believe that, there were, number one, there could be that many people and they could be that loud yeah. in there. But when you get alumni back on campus and they see people they haven't seen for a while and they start talking about stories from uh, years ago and what they're doing now and they're just so happy. And I, wouldn't, I just could not believe the atmosphere uh, of having not just the 35 alumni but their families, whether yeah. it was their, their, their husband or their, their kids or whoever it might have been. Uh, but it, it was really a satisfying feeling to walk in there and be able to to say hello to alumni, some that I've coached and, and some that I have not coached. But from the very beginning, Corey, one of the things that, that I recognized was important was when I got the job in 2003 was to tie the whole thing together and sure. make sure that those alumni that played for Carol Dewey or Joey Brazell or Jeff Holzmeyer, it really didn't matter. This was a family. This was our program. And you don't go very far unless you have everybody on the same page and on board. And, and I, I compliment all of our alumni for making our staff and, and our teams in the last 20 years feel like we were part of, of uh, what's been going on here for a long time. But it was, it was great. And uh, um, I didn't, unfortunately, I did not get a chance to spend as much time with those alumni as you would like. Some of them came in the day before, and I, I was able to talk with them and, and went out for dinner with, with a handful of them. But on that particular day, we were, our hands were, were tied with Wisconsin, yeah, yeah, you had a lot, pretty, a lot pretty occupied. And then when that was over late, 
um, I just didn't have uh, the gumption to, to go out and, and till one o'clock in the morning with the alumni and just maybe past that point. But, those, uh, those days are maybe, gone. yeah. <laughs> well, look, if we take this this uh, podcast in the yeah. conference room, it's yeah. a volleyball pod, and uh, look a lot of these the people were there. A lot of these people were. Jacqueline yeah. Hart was there. Stephanie Harper always said yeah. Jacqueline's not hard anymore, but she'll yeah. be Jacqueline Hart to me. Yeah. Tiffany Fisher was there. Brittany Dildine happened to be there sure. on the other side. Yeah, Carly Kramer behind Kramer, you and Kimmy McConaughey. Kevin Barczyk. Yeah. Like, there, yeah. a lot of players from, you, you, when you've been somewhere 20 years, you get a lot of players. But yeah. to see so many of your players that have been away long enough yeah. that, you know, it's really special to come back. Yeah, Lizzie Jakes, who I haven't haven't seen for a while, you know, back and um, everybody has a story. Yeah, and um, you know, Lizzie was in that first recruiting class that I had. Lizzie Jakes and Emily Williams and Sammy Motter and Annie Mastandria and and uh, Megan. Uh, it's Means now, but uh, it wasn't then. We called her Modoc. I can't remember what her last name is right now, but. <laughs> Uh, that was that first class that we that we kind of brought in, and uh, it, it's always great when when they can come back and and, and be part of things. And because um, if we, if if we don't get good players early, we're not here. But, sure. But we got we got some really really good players early in that next class, of course, with Kelly Miller and Stephanie Harpenau and Danita Merlau, and uh, I'm sure there were a few others. But it was um, getting off to a great start that allowed us to to be where we are now. And, and all of those players, you know, I'm certain take pride in where you are now. It's, it's, it went from a program who was struggling to make the NCAA tournament to that's the expectation to second weekend is the expectation to, you know, yeah. it just stair-stepped, has stair-stepped and, and there's so much pride in that room. Yeah, no, they, I'm sure that they're happy with that and, and feel good about it, but they also understand it's never easy. Yeah. Every season is a brand new season. And uh, you know, right now, as you know, we're I think we're maybe fourteen and two and, and five and one in the league. It doesn't mean anything. It, all it does is excite people when you play them. Uh, you know, it means you know that's like you mentioned. I think you already said it today. Indiana would love to get a top ten win. Okay, and so that 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 motivates them. It toughens us. Okay, it, it makes us get tougher and, and figure out that people are going to come after us and. Um, and Wisconsin did that. You know, Wisconsin already had one loss on the docket, and and they weren't even enlisted as a top ten seed when the committee, you know, made that early season prognostication. Um, so that's just motivation for them. And and I, and I will tell you this: Wisconsin's a Final Four team. If they're not a Final Four team, then I'll be shocked. Right. Because they, I've seen Final Four teams this year, and uh, I know that they have everything it takes uh, to be that kind of a team. So I. You know the loss was tough, but I, I gave our I gave ourselves Corey a B plus in that match, and, okay. I, and I'm a pretty tough grader. <laughs> but I gave us a B plus because I thought we played well yeah. against them. Um, they had a, it comes down to matchups often, and their matchups against you know some of our best offense was a, was a better defense, and it made it tough on us. And you know we, we just got adjusted. So you know we we looked at you know after they won sets two and three. We talked about what do we, what kind of changes do we make? Do we flip flop the rotation? Do we move this person? What what do we do? Because they made some changes, but yeah, yeah. I just felt like we're not to that point yet. We're not experienced or really good enough yet that we can do a lot of changes midstream. I'm hoping in you know three weeks mm -hmm. maybe we'll get to that point where we're more comfortable 
in our own skin that we can make those kind of adjustments and in, in, during the course of a match. Um, but this is still a, a green team yeah. as far as a lot of new players thrown into a, a group. I'm so proud of where we are right now because they persevered and been, have been very, very tough and competitive and fought through and won some close sets. It just we didn't couldn't quite get it done in that fourth set um, against Wisconsin when it was you know 25-25. I think we were up 26-25. We're up maybe 28-27. Yeah. I know we served at least two set points to turn into a fifth set, and that crowd was unbelievable that night. It was just as loud as I ever heard a, a crowd in that gym. And uh, you know we owe so much to our, our fans, and we just hope that they're going to stay with us. You know we're going to lose some. Everybody's going to lose some. Sure. I, I talked to Kelly Sheffield uh, just yesterday. He said it's going to be a crazy season. Everybody's going to have some ups and downs. And, uh, you know, so we, we lost one in the league. Now it's time to get back on the horse. Yep. Or, excuse me, get back on the train. Get back on the train, absolutely. Well, you, they're going to be with you. I can, yeah. I can guarantee that. Uh, they, they'll, they'll have a couple opportunities this week. Right. Bloomington, less than two hours from campus. Is, it's an easy drive. It's a beautiful drive this time yeah. of year. And uh, plenty of tickets available. No, I, would, I, would, I would just love to walk in that gym and see, you know, old golden black throughout that place, which which generally is the case. Yep. And uh, this is a perfect opportunity. A Friday night, um, got time to drive down there at 7 o'clock. And what I like about Indiana's venue, number one, it's, a, it's a, almost a brand new venue, maybe three, four years old. And uh, But you got the entire Assembly Hall parking lot, okay? So it's not an issue getting in there and finding a parking spot yep. and then walking right into the, the place, sitting down and having a good seat. It holds about, I think it holds, 3,000 to 3,500, so every, every seat's a nice seat. Yeah, yeah. Then Sunday afternoon, taking on Maryland, right back here in Holloway Gym. Uh, so, so get out there, keep supporting your Boilermakers and what, what is a very important weekend. Yeah, let's have some fun this weekend, both with uh, football, volleyball, and whatever else might be going on in the world of uh, Purdue sports. There we go. We'll leave it there. Coach, thank you as always, and we'll see you next week. Okay, thanks, Gordon. Boiler up.